My name is Ollie Peart. Oh, that's me to tell everybody that it's Tim Warwood. <laughs> and this is the Apray. Yay! And it's only the Olympic special number five. See how I said number five there, not day five. Yeah, because you you fell asleep and you missed day five. I nearly died. Let's get into it. They're wet, actually. My boots have been leaking. Oh, as a single bing dwen dwen has been jammed under a fridge by a feisty toddler, contemplates their life choices, and the collective groan of athletes ripples round Beijing as their disgusting dinner tray is slopped in front of them. Me and Tim have stripped down to our thermals for some fireside fun in our log cabin podcast studio. Hey Tim, how you do? Much better today, actually, if I'm yeah. honest. I was taught to never, never complain how tired you are, and I, I will apologise because I have been quite tired on the on the Apray podcasts because of just the overnight shifts. But I'm in the groove. I'm in the groove. I did something so naughty yesterday that if the BBC bosses found out, I'd probably be fired. What was that? After I finished work yesterday, I went home at eleven o'clock in the morning and I had three beers, three whole cans. Oh my god, you're such a this is that you are you're so awful. You're an awful person. I've actually do you know what? I thought you were dead yesterday, right? Because you you literally just ignored me all day. And I thought, "Oh, well he's dead." You know, I don't really know what to do in that kind of situation when your podcast co-host is is dead. So I thought I would spend the day doing a little bit of media monitoring just to sort of catch up on what you have been doing. It's also to keep tabs on you, Tim, because people like talking about your commentary, right? I've just got one or yeah. two things that I want to pick you up on briefly, if that's okay. The first oh, no. is, the first is you you yeah. actually one of your commentary things reached accidental partridge. You know this? I know. Yes, I did. I got into accidental partridge for saying this. He, he does. He has a four egg omelette with added pressure for breakfast. What's that even mean, Tim? I don't know. I can remember actually a few years ago. It's funny when you're under the pressure and you're delivering live commentary. A lot of people genuinely believe that I write down a load of similes and and metaphors and stupid comments and I genuinely don't I just pluck them from my brain and that one was a kind of a bit of amalgamation a friend of mine Christian Stevenson he used to say that kid is that kid's so gnarly he sprinkles glass on his breakfast and I've just for some reason Ed was talking about pressure and I just had an idea of somebody sprinkling pressure on his breakfast but then it came out as he has a four-egg omelette with added pressure, which I don't even know what that means. But, yeah, it was a bit silly. I came out with an absolute another clanger today. The one I came out with today was the finish line was like a Black Friday opening day at Chipping Norton Curries. And Chipping Norton doesn't even have a Curries. Do you know what? I'm really pleased you said that because that is the other one that I picked <laughs> you up on, right? So back the BBC actually tweeted this one. And you're right. And I was like... We need to cross-check these things. We need to cross-check these things that you're saying. And you're absolutely right. There isn't a Curry's in Chipping Norton. I think you need to get into that habit, Tim, maybe, of like just, you know, when you, you're thinking about the things that you're going to say and you said that you kind of just picked them out of your brain and sometimes that's the best thing because you get this sort of, you know, you don't know what's going to happen and you say something that could potentially be really hilarious, but then you make a, a real faux pas, which is that, you know, there isn't Curry's in Chipping Norton. In fact, the nearest one is in Banbury, which is quite a trek. So, you know, you need to, to cross-check the fact things. you've Googled that. Let's start the campaign. A hashtag, Chipping Norton deserves a Curry's. Let's get one built. Let's get one in there. They should get one in there. 
Now, we've missed quite a lot, actually, Tim. Obviously, because you were dead yesterday. So, first things first, Charlotte Banks. That was a shame, wasn't yeah. it? Don't we think she, sh- she should have got a medal, shouldn't she? Yeah, I think she should have, actually. But as we've seen with Border Cross, the form guide, it's almost irrelevant, really. It, the moment you start racing side by side in a final like the Olympics, what do you expect? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just mayhem and madness, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I, I actually absolutely love the snowboard cross because of exactly that. Like, we'll get on to the men's final, which happened this morning. I think on one of the races, all four of them at one point were in the lead. And it's like, you just, what yeah. other race do you get that in? Well, yeah, exactly. What other race do you get? All of the competitors lead at least one point in the race. And yet the race is only one minute and 20 seconds long. That gives you an idea of how frantic and frenetic these races are. Also yesterday, the men's big air, Burke Rude. I want to just check this with you because, you know, you've got the insider knowledge here. There was um, one of the riders, Alexander... I think Alexander something. Hall. Hall. Alexander now, Hall. Yeah. Now, Ed, when he was commentating, he actually said a hole. <laughs> no, he said a hall. No, he, he didn't, did he? Now, uh, now listen, no. I was watching that. No. You did not inform no. me of this separately, but he definitely said a hole. I am. I'm, are you trying to play it in? No, no, no! I haven't got a recording of it. No, no, no! I'm j- I haven't oh, got a okay, recording okay. of it All because right. I was so I was so taken aback by it. I was like, I didn't have time to record it. I just thought he did. Did he? <laughs> I'm going to check with Tim when I next speak with Tim. I'm going to check with Tim. No, Alexander Hall. Yeah, a Hall. That's what Ed said. He said a Hall. I remember him saying that as well. So well spotted. You know, guys, listen. I, I love your commentary, but you don't, hey. don't, don't fly too close to the sun. You know, you, I don't want you guys to get burnt. I want you to sort of stay in that job. I want you to stay in the job. There's another snowboarder. I will say this. There's a snowboarder in the men's snowboarding. And he's from Slovenia. And his name is spelt T-I-T-S-T-A-N-T. Wait. T-I-T, first T-I-T. name. T-I-T. T-I-T. Yeah. S-T. S-T. S-T-A. Well, we're children in the commentary booth. Tit. And when this pops up on the screen, his name's Teet. Tite Sante. Tite Stante. Yeah, yeah. Tite Stante. Look at you. You're giggling like you're like like a child. (laughs) I know. There are quite a few sort of weird, silly names. I I would crack up. Like last night, I'm just going to give you a little insight into what my family (laughs) life is like. You know when you sort of have an in-family joke or like a, a moment in your family where you just laugh so much and you don't know why you're laughing so much, but it's just the funniest thing in the world. You know that? Do you know that feeling? You yeah. just kind of yeah that, yeah yeah I yeah. love it. That happened yesterday, right? So we made a um, made some dinner, and for some reason my partner bought turkey mince. We've never bought turkey mince in our lives, but anyway, we made dinner with this turkey mince, and then later on I farted, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and she and we were in bed, and she said this is like sleeping with Bernard Matthews, and I <laughs> she and did I, not, and she did, and I and the thing was. And I think what made it so funny is our baby, who's only like 12 weeks old, was asleep in the room as well. And so we couldn't laugh. You can't, like, it's suppressed laughter and it makes it worse. Yeah. So I was just th- imagining what that's like in the commentary box where you get a name and, and then it's like you have to suppress it. And I'm kind of hoping that, you know, in the however many days we've got left of the games, that happens to you and Ed. You get to a point where you just can't suppress oh, the laughter and you just break. 
it's a, it happened again today. It is. It's every day. And it's, again, going back to what I said about, like, people think that I've got this long list of metaphors written out. I just genuinely don't. And Ed is exactly the same. And today, Ed turned around. The board in the half pipe went... And it slapped really hard on the on the ice. And Ed went, "Oh, did you hear that? Sounded like a sounded like it sounded. <laughs> I can't get it out. Come on, live on the BBC. This is Ed went. Whoa, did you hear that? It sounds like a twenty kilogram grouper getting slapped on a fisherman's table. <laughs> I was absolutely gone at that point. Oh, so Ed on the gold medal men's winning run. He turned around and he said to me. We're chatting about the, the Max Perot, who's quite a tall lad, and he wears trousers that they're not quite long enough. And I said, he looks like he needs bigger trousers. And Ed goes, yeah, someone needs to rub some jam on his boots and invite his trousers down for tea. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's what I'm working with, Ollie. Well, what I'm, hope- what I'm hoping for, what I'm hoping for during these games is that we get some kind of controversy. And actually, I've already set you a challenge today. I set you a challenge because you were on BBC One this morning. I set your challenge to say the word apre on uh, on the interview that you're oh. on on BBC One. You didn't do it. You forgot, didn't it's you? Cause yeah. I'm, it's because it's early, frantic. I did. Well, that's challenge set. That is challenge set again now. Right. So I promise now it's gone out live and it's in the ether. And us now, our family, the apre family, we all know about that challenge. Next time I'm on live BBC, I will get the apre for all of us into live television. Let's just quickly talk about Chloe Kim because... She absolutely smashed it in the women's halfpipe final. And I, the reason I want to talk about yeah. her is because um, she disgusts me, Tim. She disgusts me. Oh. I'll tell you why. I'll tell oh. you why she disgusts me. Because she's so... Go on. She's so fucking amazing, isn't she? She's, like, brilliant. She's funny. And she's really, like, amazing on a snowboard. And she's also super intelligent. Taking two years yeah, off to go and, go and study at Princeton... I don't know what grade she got, but probably smashed it. And people like that just make me sick. They make me physically sick. Do you know what? As well, it's the simple fact. Did you know? Did you see a run? I mean, she could have yeah. put it. She could have just done whatever she wanted, and she did. She she'd won the gold medal already, and with her last run, she could have done whatever she wanted, but she didn't. She went for the hardest trick ever done by a female snowboarder. She went for a switch twelve sixty, never been done in competition before, and that just shows the pedigree of what you're working with. I mean, the the, the woman is absolutely nothing short of incredible. Yeah, I love you, Chloe Kim, but you disgust me. Right then, coming up from Beijing, ski aerials at 11 o'clock, Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, Lloyd Wallace not in the mix there, unfortunately. Uh, women's round robin curling at midday, that's against Sweden. And 1am on Friday, it's the men's round robin of curling. What even is round robin of curling, I hear you ask? Well, panic not, because we have our very own curling expert in Ollie. Ollie, what, is, what the hell is round robin? Do you know what, I might... I might start calling myself a curling expert. I feel like that I could be the curling pundit and go on. Like, so for the next Winter Games, that'd be my challenge. Look, you could out Rona, couldn't you? It could be you and Steve Cram out there. They don't need yeah, Rona yeah. anymore. She's she's passed it. Basically, right, around Robin, it means that it, each of the teams face each other at least once. So it's kind of considered the fairest way to find a champion. Because otherwise you get that kind of elimination thing and then you might get one of the best teams 
not playing one of the other best better teams and then they get knocked out and that kind of thing so it means that they all go face to face but the problem with it it means that there are lots and lots of matches and that means that curling is on all Loads. the fucking time like it is on all the time how do you keep up with that that's the thing does it become boring then at that point i mean i do love it i, re- I do really love it and I saw actually, it wasn't, it, this wasn't for broadcast. This was when me and Ed were in the commentary booth. There was a camera angle which showed you just how long they were. It, you know, that, that head on camera really foreshortens how long they're throwing them stones. Bloody hell, it's well long. It's like 100 metres. Yeah. You're playing it fast and loose with the word throwing there, though. I mean, they don't, I mean, they, <laughs> there's, there's no throwing going on. I mean, it's just gently passing. No. It's like, mm, just, I'm just going to gently coerce this stone down the end of the thing also the thing is because i want to be this curling expert that the bbc call on in four years time for the winter olympics wherever that's going to be i don't know how the scoring works I decided to find out <laughs> basically the target the target's called the house the center's called the button okay the stone closest to the button is called the shot rock right and if the team that played the oh, shot nice. rock scores at least one point in that end so if two stones are closest to the button that belong to the same team they score two points and three stones they get three points and so on and so on until they run out of stones uh team gb taking on the us in that game which is happening at 1am tomorrow so 1am friday morning it last time they faced each other the us beat team gb 10-4 so fingers crossed for team gb okay yeah absolutely come on team gb i feel like we should have a jingle here let's make one now here we go it's time for timmy's predictions it's time for timmy's predictions so this is a very bold prediction again i'm keeping it a little bit close to home here because if freestyle disciplines are where i'm at that's what i'm across the most we've got the men's olympic halfpipe final it's going to be nothing short of breathtaking now this is a final there's there's no dead meat in this this is this is the world's very best a certain Sean White, he goes in this final. And my prediction is it's not going to be gold for the Flying Tomato, but I do actually think that he will medal. I think he's going to do it. I think the pressure will get to the rest of the field. Ayumu Hirano, this is his third Olympics. He's absolutely got the gold sewn up, but Sean White will be on that podium. You heard it here first. Sean White gets a bit of a, a, a bad rap sometimes. This is his last Olympic Games, he said. So what I'm really looking forward to uh, in the coming years from Sean White is to witness firsthand his failing music career. And I wish him all the luck in that. <laughs> yeah. Ended up spending all of my winnings on this music video. Uh... <laughs> no, I, I will I will add one of his tracks to my Spotify playlist just so, you know, my most liked songs. I'll make sure I do that. Medal standings then. Let's uh, let's oh, take a look at who's where and why and what. I'm not going to tell you why. Uh, Norway topping the lead, which I imagine Bert, Bert Rude had something to do with that. They got five golds in the mix there. Uh, Germany, Austria, then followed by Sweden. We are, according to this table that I'm looking at on Olympics.com, we don't have a number next to it. We haven't, we haven't got any single medal yet. No. And our best medal, Hope, didn't get one. So it's going to be an interesting game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. We've still got the freestyle disciplines. We've still got slope style skiing and big air snowboarding. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Katie Ormerod, of course, a friend of the podcast. We had her on, didn't we, last season? She goes in the women's big air a little bit later on in the week. Fingers crossed for her. If you want to get in touch with the Ampre, you can. You can ask us any question you like at the Ampre pod on Instagram. You can email theamprepod at gmail.com if you prefer. Or people can get in touch with you, Tim, if they like. I mean, you're pretty prolific on social media. 
Yes, at Tim underscore Warwood. That's it for now. We'll see you again tomorrow for another Daily Dose. Behind the scenes shenanigans. I'm off to go and raid the snack drawer here at the BBC because let me tell you something. Your licence fee is going on lots and lots and lots and lots of chocolate and sweets. 